Welcome, everybody. This is the Reality Czars podcast slash ghost documentary interviews. And we're your hosts tonight, Nate and Thomas. Hell yeah. <laughs> and we are talking to Vicky, the Born Awake Oracle. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for the invite. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. We've been following each other on Instagram for a long time. You always post some interesting stuff. Uh, also, we have a mutual friend, Jim Bob. Shout out to Unconstitutional Awakening and Jim Bob's crew of pirates. Um, so we are very happy to have you here. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. We were just talking about uh, how Elon Musk is going to save the world because he's the new incarnate of uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> have you accepted your new lord in, in christ <laughs> no <laughs> and i won't either <laughs> you apostate <laughs> i'm just not drinking the kool-aid okay <laughs> you have to get the chip in your head and then you're going to be free then you can be an autonomous human being you well then you're gonna love to the, the chip Kool-Aid. In your brain. once uh, you get the chip everything tastes great no <laughs> No, no, nope. Not gonna go there, guys. Not gonna go there. Uh-uh. So, Vicky, what I, are we talking about tonight? As far as uh, I, uh, so we are doing a documentary specifically about. Well, the scope is kind of um, widened, but originally it was just going to be about ghosts. But like, we're we're down to talk about poltergeists. We're down to talk about demons. We're down to talk about angels. Whatever you think ghosts are, if like, because sometimes I think that people think they're talking to their grandma that died, but they're not. Sometimes that's not grandma. Sometimes that's something else talking to them. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm I'm just curious to hear your take on all of this high strangeness and the paranormal phenomena, and so. Anywhere you want to jump in, anywhere you want to go tonight, let's go, Vicky. Okay, I do have a lot of experience in this uh, with that, uh, but there's always more knowledge out there. And it's like I tell anybody that if you come up with somebody that says that they know everything about it, run. Because yeah. nobody knows everything about something, especially the spiritual world, okay? Because Except it's always changing. He knows there's everything. a lot we don't. Pardon me? Except Elon Musk. He knows everything. <laughs> We're going to get you. We're, we're going to sell you on them tonight. No, you won't, guys. Sorry. <laughs> You're not even going to sell me on Biden either. <laughs> no. You're not even already sold? All right, man. This will be a fun one. <laughs> I marched to my own drummer, you know. So, I don't know, guys. Just pick something. Let's talk about it. I mean, we can talk about demons. We can talk about well, well, I know. Have, you, have you actually had any personal ghost experiences? Seen, felt, heard, you know, something very specific. And when was yes, like- I, yes, I have all my life since I was a baby in my crib. Wow. Yes. Let's hear about and, it. And yeah, what about kids. the baby one? What's the earliest one? The earliest one that I had was I was laying in my crib and I can remember remember laying there and I got woke up and I looked over and I saw like this black, big black shadow thing coming at me. And it wasn't a sh- it was I, it was not a shadow person because there's a difference between shadow person and demon, but they're both demons, okay? So anyway, they, it was coming at me and all I did was just scream and my grandmother came running in there and then my mom came running in there and took her, took me away from her. 
and, you know, check my diaper and turn around and make sure I wasn't hungry and everything. And I just kept screaming and crying and screaming and crying. I mean, I couldn't talk then. I mean, I was a baby, you know, but I remember it, you know. And was so this figure that's reappeared? My first, that's my first encounter of it. Did that same figure uh, reoccur to you? Actually, you know what? I think it did when I was about, um, oh gosh, I went to live with my dad and my bedroom was in the basement. My friend Tiffany was staying the night and uh, she was in the one twin bed by the stairs of my bedroom at the entryway. And then I was over by the wall and we, we always got an eerie feeling in the basement and there was this bang, bang, bang on the dryer door. See, because when you come down the stairs from the kitchen, you could, when you get down to the bottom of the stairs, there was a platform. You could go down the three stairs to the right, which to the left, excuse me, which was my bedroom. And then to the right was three stairs into the laundry room, which had another door. Okay. And we'd hear this bang, 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 like the dryer door opening, bang, bang, bang. And it woke my friend Tiffany up and me up. And we were just like, oh my gosh. So we put the blankets over our head and I was just laying there and I felt like something was watching us from the, from the three steps. And I happened to look over and I seen this big black figure and stuff just come right over. And I was just like praying. I started praying, dear God, please, dear God, please protect me, dear God. And it's literally sat on the foot of my bed because I felt the bed go down. And all I did was just start praying and praying and praying and praying and praying. And then I went up and I asked my dad, uh, what was it? It was about three days later. I asked my dad if anybody died in that house. And I guess one of our relatives actually stayed in that room. And where my bed was is where the person passed away. Interesting. But I don't believe, I do not believe it was him because I've been attacked by a demon in that house too. There is a huge porthole in my dad's house. Um, I've had a lot, you guys. I've been bitten. I've been pinched. I've been pushed so hard. It cost me, um, I ended up having to have a fourth and fifth knee surgery on my knees. Um, I've been scratched. I've had him come by my bed. I see him and then I see, I had a beam come out of the, like the air and it was white and just zap it, just zap this demon that was down on its uh, legs and like this, you know, kind of squatting down like that and kind of like its head was like this and then it had ears and I was, I was watching um, a video on YouTube and it just appeared. And all of a sudden, as it appeared, this beam of white light came out of the air, you know, and just boom and zapped it and it just vanished. So did it appear on the screen while you're watching YouTube? Is that what happened? No, or? no. It appeared beside my bed. Oh, I was, okay. I was, I was watching a video about a trailer of a um, audio book, a romance audio book. So there wouldn't be anything like that on there. <laughs> Were there so, any sounds or smells associated with it getting zapped? But did it leave behind like a like a weird no smell no? Anything? But you got to understand something. I live on prop a property that is has four portholes. Okay, one is in my bedroom closet, one is in the bathroom, and one is out here close in the proximity of where I live, where the uh, duplex community is, and then on the same property, but it's broken up into uh, sub properties. There is a park, and there's a golf course at the park. And there is a path that you can walk from where I live and it's like a road, but they have a blocked off for emergency access and people walk up and down it. 
And off to the left-hand side, there's a bunch of arborvita that belong to the, um, the park. And that is where I call it the hellhole uh, porthole is because I've seen demons come out of it when I've driven past there, flying out of it and stuff. Interesting. Um, in your opinion, or maybe you know, where, the, where are these portals from? Like, uh, where are they coming from? Is there they're like all a over. demon they're all demonic over the place. realm? They're, they're all over the place, okay? They're so all over each the one place. of those portals is like to somewhere else. It's not all one specific place that they're coming from? Okay, here's the thing. I have a friend that could communicate with the gatekeepers of portholes. And yes, there are gatekeepers, and then there's a higher gatekeeper too, okay? She communicated with my gatekeeper, and I know she was communicating with her because she was saying stuff to her you that I that gatekeeper and be like, hey, no oh, more. I did. Don't let any. <laughs> no oh, more. you want to know what I did? I did, but this is, what, this is what was. This is what was um, said. This is what was said back. Okay, her name is Shamira, and that, that she inherited this position. It's a generational, you know, position and stuff to uh, gatekeep this this certain vine to this porthole that's here. Okay, and she's Native American, and um, she she told me that I need to stop smoking in my duplex and I need to switch over to cast iron pans because they're toxic. And then she told me the only reason why she let them through is because she wanted to get my attention because she's lonely. And I told her what they've been doing and everything because it was like snowing orbs in here. When I do readings and everything, it was it was constant, 24-7. I mean, I got them on video and everything and I've had a few demons come out of the bathroom and stuff, and I see the plane as day. Um, but anyway, I was talking with my friend was talking with her and told her there are several different dimensions that we know of, but there's also ones we don't know of yet. Okay. There's also the thing is, is with this portal. It is so big, it vines all the way into the uh, into Portland, Oregon, to where I am. I'm 12 miles south of Portland, Oregon, downtown Portland, where Oregon. Where Where yeah. are you? I'm not going to tell you if you're going to put this on air. I don't want people knocking okay, well, on my door. <laughs> no, no. I mean, you don't don't give me your address, but like, I, I'm Gladstone. I'm, I'm Gladstone. close to Portland. Gladstone. Well. Gladstone. Okay, I'm I'm in Scapoose. Oh, right on, right yeah, on. Not too far, but kind of far. I'm north. I like Scapoose. Yeah. It's grown a lot, though, huh? It, yeah. I mean, we, there's only 8,000 people here. It's still it's still nice and small. Oh, right on, yeah. right on. Um, so as I was saying, the Shamira said that the reason why she let them in is because um, she wanted to get my attention because she's lonely. And I told her, well, that's one heck of a way to get my attention. You didn't have to do that. And she said she didn't really have a choice because they're not to be, they can't really decide. They have to be neutral. You understand what I'm saying? They have to, they have to be neutral. They can't say, yes, this, per this spirit's good, this, per this spirit's bad. But she did tell my friend that she would do better with trying to keep them from coming in. Now, it has calmed down. When it does start back up, the one in my bedroom and the closet doors bang and everything, then that's that's when I turn around and I'm like, okay, Shamira, come on, let's not start this all over again. 
And then um, that I've had a demon come out of my bathroom and <laughs> it has like black scraggly hair. And it has, it was, it's very, very transparent to where, I mean, it's a little bit more solid than light transparent to where I could make it out where it looked like a human. Okay. But I knew it was a demon because demons have those black veins running through their, their, their face and their arms and their chest. And it was wearing a robe. And the first time I saw it, it would go zoom really fast from the bathroom into the living room. And then it would zoom back into the bathroom. And then one time I was like listening to my audio book and I'm just trying to meditate and everything. And all of a sudden it just got down on its haunches and it went really slow from the living room, looked at me in the hallway and I saw it and it knew I saw it. And then it just kind of went back into the bathroom. And then the next, the next night it came out, next night it came out, it was standing and it literally just went slow and it was looking at me like this as it went back into the living room. Vicky, I would never be able to go and take a poop in that bathroom. <laughs> I, I, I've, been, I've been held down in that bathtub. I was held down in that bathtub. I took a bath and I was trying because uh, baths to me are very, very, very important um, for spiritual wise. Okay. I take spiritual baths and everything. And I took, was taking a bath and I was getting up and it was like something pushed me down. It sucked the energy out of me. I felt like I was a little baby that was trying to roller skate in the bathtub, but yet try to get out of the bathtub. But my legs were too short to make it over the edge of the bathtub, if that makes any sense. And then I was flopping around like a big flounder in the bathtub trying to get out. I walked out. I, I didn't, I didn't walk out of there. I ended up falling out of the bathtub. I had bruises up and down me. I was laid up for like a week and I've been pushed. I was pushed so hard. My head almost went through the slider door on the patio. I came crashing down where it ripped stuff all in my knee and I had to have my fourth knee surgery. And then I was pushed again. And I mean, <laughs> I went hard this time and I ended up having two knee surgeries on that one because it was so bad. My dog sees it too. He growls and everything. So yeah, I think I have, I have fairies that live, I have fairies yeah. that live here with me too. I actually have pictures of them. They help protect me. Uh, there are good fairies and then there are not good fairies too. So, I mean, I've got a lot of stuff I could talk about. I've had do an have, experience with bad a reptilian. Fairies? Pardon me? Do you have bad fairies? No. No. Is that something that you can actively make sure you don't get bad fairies and you only get good fairies? Is that something you can proactively do about that? Like is there a uh, wording? People or? don't people don't understand. There you can have I have a connection with the fairy council. And I'm able to I can describe what they look like and everything. Um they want to be remembered. They want to be talked about. People keep saying, don't talk about them. It's bad or whatever. They don't want to be acknowledged. Da, da, da. That's not true. People make things out harder than what it's supposed to be. If you really, if you have a genuine heart and a kind heart and you're doing things because you want, want to have the goodness of your heart and your soul, the fairies know. Okay. And they, they can come into your life. You can invite them into your life. Okay. And that's what I did because I'm big into nature and spirituality and stuff like that and the work that I do. So anyway, they, uh, they came, they come in and I did have a couple of trickster ones, but we booted them out. We booted the, the two out and they haven't come back. And I talked to the fairy council and let them know 
that I cannot have those types coming in and they haven't been back. I know it sounds cuckoo, but guys, I've got pictures and, and well, videos. You, so. you were starting to say reptilian, and I, I, I didn't want to detract from that. So can you tell us about the reptilians that you've seen? Okay. I've seen uh, one reptilian, and this is before I even knew about the reptilian. I only knew of grays and UFOs, okay? And it was mm -hmm. 1989, Portland, Oregon. Uh, my friend Carol, it was a really creepy night. It was so quiet out. Um, it was just creepy. And I was doing the dishes and I saw my friend Carol walking from her best friend's cousin's house. And I, she saw me and waved at me and I waved at her and I was like, some said, tell her to come in. And so I invited her in. I asked her if she had anything to eat. She said, no. So we sat there and talked for a little while and it was getting late. And she goes, I got to get home. And I said, let me drive you. And she's like, no, she's like, uh, I'll walk. And I'm like, no, I'm, you know, let me drive you. And I'm glad she finally said yes, because we got in my Camaro and we're going down 80th to Yam Hill. And we wanted to smoke a cigarette back then, you know, teenagers smoke cigarette. And so we were, the speed limit was 25. We were going like 15 miles per hour. And it was two weeks before Halloween in October, two weeks before Halloween. Okay. And, you know, it's when those little rubbery masks that come out, but you can tell when people wear them because when they walk, they kind of bobble, you know, that's the extra bobble. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, this is not what happened. My friend goes, oh, my gosh. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's a cool. I was like, that's real. She's like, no, it's not. And I'm like, it's not moving. I said, it is real. And so it was just crossing the street across Yam Hill onto the sidewalk right onto 80th right there because there's a four-way intersection and we were like going like about now five miles an hour so we could do a little california sunset roll without stopping and we were looking at it and it saw us look at us and i'm telling you this thing was like seven eight foot tall and it moved so fast it floated one minute's on the sidewalk next minute it was whoom like not even a foot to two feet away from the passenger side car uh, side of my Camaro. And my friend Carol is screaming. I said, lock your door, lock your door. And she's pounding on me. She's beating me like, oh my gosh, it's real. It's real. <laughs> and I reached down like this behind the bucket seat and I slammed her, um, the lock on her passenger door. And I looked at it right eye to eye. And this thing, it looks like it has... <laughs> It's like 78 feet tall. It floated very, very fast. It was dressed like a man. It had mountain boots on. It had um, jeans on with one of those like uh, kind of like old like ropey ones where there's the uh, belts that have the clamp on it. It's kind of like the old school belts, you know, that you can cinch it but clamp it down. Uh, one of those. And it was wearing a, it looked like a flannel, but it wasn't. It was a Oh gosh, what is it? A linen shirt and it was white, black, brown and yellow checkered and it was it was wearing a um oh, a bomber jacket, a leather jacket with the elastic around the waist, you know, the cloth elastic yeah. around the waist. It it's sounds very Portland. Yeah, it was, sounds very silent for the late yeah. 80s, yeah. Yeah, it, well, it had um the head on it was about this big. blend into Portland. So yeah. <laughs> In the 80s, you know, um, the head on it was about this big. The eyes on it were about this big. 
Did he have they a had, double eyelid? They had the slits right here. It had okay. the slits right here. The eyes were yellow. I mean, like yellow, like the yellow on the back of your sign, your on the back of your name back there that you have. That bright yellow. And when it opened its mouth, it went <sighs> like that. Its tongue came out. It was as long as a foot-long Subway sandwich. And it had forked at the ends. And it turned around. And when it did that, these flapper things came up on the back of its neck, like with like kind of like a cobra, but not yeah. as drastic as a cobra. Okay. And then um, it had like two rows of teeth, two rows of teeth. And they were very, very pointy. I mean, we're talking like needle, needle pointy and its arms when it was, it was like this, it was like this, like kind of like uh Oh, what is the dinosaur? Like you know the ones dinosaurs that have the short arms? Uh, the, the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yes. It was holding its arms like that. And its claws came down, I'd say probably about a good eight inches. And they were like thick like my thumb. And it was trying to reach for the passenger side door. My friend, like I said, my friend's Carol is beating me up. And stuff, bruising me and stuff. And I just gunned it. And I brodied out and everything. We drove down nine blocks and then over six and then back around. Because we weren't sure if it was going to follow us. And then I walked her to her door, ran back to my car. And then I took six blocks over and then nine blocks over. And then I was back over to my dad's house. And I went booking in there. My dad doesn't believe in this stuff. And he goes, what's wrong? And I was like, dad, you're not going to believe what I tell you. You're not going to believe what I tell you. And I ended up calling Carol to let her know I made it home safe. And that was the end of it. And we talked for like over two hours and stuff. And we couldn't believe it. I mean, but that's my experience and they are very, very real. Yeah. The reptilians, that's a crazy one. That's uh, it's definitely one I think about a lot. Uh, Vicki, I'm curious, what do you think? Why do you think it has like these, these beings have been so visible to you? Is this something that is like, is this something in your lineage? Has this like, has, is, does anyone else in your family experience any of these things? I talked to my aunt um, and uh, I told her a little bit about what's going on with me. Cause I never talked about it as a child to anybody because back then, if you brought it up, you were considered crazy. Okay. And I was, I'm like, I'm not going that route. I had an aunt that worked in the Eastern Oregon prison over there as a registered nurse for 45 years, okay? And she was like the head warden nurse over there. And then my grandmother worked at a mental institute over there as the warden. And my and my mom worked over there as the high-end case manager, you know, below her as the second warden in command. And uh, I was like, no, I'm not saying nothing because they're going to think I'm cuckoo. And I'm not cuckoo. I'm seeing this stuff, you know? And they, my grandmother Tucker knew that I was gifted, um, because when we came about that uh, about that time before she passed away and I talked with her and brought some stuff up, she she knew that I was gifted. She admitted it and everything. But when I talked to my aunt, going back to when I talked to my aunt, I brought it up and she said that I had a great, great aunt that was she solved a murder. Uh, a man was murdered and thrown into a river and they were able to read bones and tea leaves and they actually, it was a Native American man that was murdered and thrown into a river. And they actually found his body that my, she was able to tell them where they could find the body at of 
their loved one and so so they could probably bury that person and well, those, those tales are the, so fascinating to me where, where they actually the police give up and then they find uh someone that's got some extra sensory perception and all of a sudden the case stops being cold and they find a new lead that's always fascinating yeah but you want to know what the thing is is um Back then, you got to realize this was like in the 40s and the 50s. So, you know, the police really didn't take on those cases that much. So if somebody knew somebody through, you know, somebody, then and they got word of mouth that these people were legit and really good, they would call up on them and ask them for help, you know, and they would barter or whatever or pay them. And that's that's exactly what happened from what I understand with my aunt. Now, my aunt did say that she woke up one night and saw a man standing there but she thought she was dreaming but that's it but i've had my birth chart done by four very uh four world-renowned um astrologers and they've said that i have a very powerful birth chart in each lifetime i've been a shaman healer hmm. i'm really curious because we've talked to people that have had individual experiences some claim to have, have experienced reptilians some claim to have experienced you know fairies and ufos and but very rarely do we talk to someone that's talked to multiple different entities and i'm, I'm dying to know and if and if you don't know i would love for you to experiment with this but like if you were to bring up the concept of that reptilian that you encountered with the fairy council like what do the fairies have uh, an opinion on reptilians uh, if you're able to communicate with them, like, can you even ask them, like, hey, what's the deal with the reptilians? Are they good? Are they bad? What do we do about these guys in case the fairy council has some extra insight that humanity hasn't discovered yet? Well, this is the thing. I'm not at the level where I can hear them like my one friend is. I mean, I can hear them here and there, but they mostly show me uh, visions. And they, because um, fairies are, their voices are very, very high, high pitched. To where a lot of humans, they have to be at a, a spiritual level to where they can really, really hear them. So I can't say I don't hear them. I hear them once in a while. But they show me visions and everything. And they just told me they're evil. People are going around saying, oh, you know, I don't believe reptilians are all bad. Well, you want to know what? If they're all good, then why aren't any of these reptilians doing good for this earth and helping the humans? They're not. They're not. They're evil. They're demons. Demons yeah. and reptilians are working together, okay? They've been working together for quite a long time. Quite yeah, a long time. I was time. curious. Yeah, so you mentioned the demons, and I'm curious to know. Um, so there's so many different entities that you're that you're explaining. Because, honestly, my, my theory is that the majority of these phenomena are, are actually one thing. But... I could be wrong. And so you're, I mean, you're kind of challenging my, my hypothesis tonight, which is good. Um, so I'm curious to know, like, are the demons, oh, man, I don't, I don't even know. So how do you differentiate like something like a ghost, like a demon, like some of these other things that are coming through the portal? Um, like what, like what I makes a demon a demon? I see them with my third eye and I physically see them with yeah. my eyes. It was fascinating. Yeah, you described the you described the the what the demons look like. They have these black veins. Yeah, they have black veins in their in their skin. Like they're okay. For instance, I'll give you an example. There is this one lady. She posed her one. Her grandmother died. 
the, her mom died, excuse me. And the mom was very close to her grandson, the grandson. Okay. Well, they went to the zoo and they took a picture and she's like, Oh, look, grandma, mom, there's her son's grandma, you know, which is her mom is in the picture. And I wrote, no, that's not, that's a demon. <laughs> and it was veins, black veins running through. Okay. Just, it would be like your normal veins. Okay. But you're transparent, but you're not transparent to the point that you can't be seen. Okay. And your veins running through your body are black and you have black eyes and you're, you're, you could tell mischievous stuff, you know, and things. And when they talk, it's, it's very demonic. It will send chills up through your spine and, I mean, you know, you, you know, plus I'm, I'm very connected with my spirit guides and the angels that were close by my side, my ancestors. Okay. And they let me know. They let me know. Vicki, I'm also curious. Um, so tell me your opinion on this. Like I'm under the, like also part of my, my theories here is that a lot of cryptids are also interdimensional. Have you someone. had any experiences? Like, have you seen any, like, what someone would describe as, like, a Sasquatch or a dog man, anything like that? I had one experience, and it was with Bigfoot. I know it was with Bigfoot. I was in elementary school, and it was on a field trip. We didn't see it, but we heard it. And I'm telling you, when you hear it, if you would have heard what I heard, and it's something that you've never heard out of your whole life before. And I grew up with family that are hunters and stuff like that and everything. And I mean, I don't hunt. That's their thing. It's not mine. But um, anyway, it's not, not a sound you have ever heard of before. Okay. And it will send chills up and down your, your spine. That's how intense it is. And uh, we were on a field trip over in the mountains over there towards Eastern Oregon, Idaho border right there. And uh, I can't remember the name of the mountain, so please forgive me. Um, but we were over there, and there was two busfuls, and there was parents and the teachers, of course. And we were walking this little trail. We were supposed to do, like, a science project, pick some stuff for the science project. And we were going to go have lunch. Well, here we are. We're hiking and everything. And all of a sudden, we hear this. I mean, it was, like, earth shadowly. Everybody just stopped, and the teachers and stuff. And they were like, get the kids. And we all took off back to the buses, got in the buses. Everybody's like, go, 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 go. And got out of there and nobody talked about it afterwards but that's my only experience i do believe yes i do believe that some are interdimensional some are here okay and there's some that we have not even heard of or seen yet and um we have no names for them <laughs> yeah that's so. fascinating yeah so and my guys are like, telling me that you know you're talking about Sasquatch, okay? Um, there is they're telling me that there is another cryptic that looks similar to Sasquatch, but it's uh, it has red eyes, it glows red eyes, and it's a, uh, it's bigger than Sasquatch, and uh, <laughs> it's not good. And there's a lot of people that think it's Sasquatch, but it's not. And you don't Bigger want to encounter that one because it's not that that one is like that one will attack you. They're huge. They're telling That's me that it's like nine to twelve, nine to twelve foot tall, about in there. I and have. So. Um, we had a, a gentleman on the show uh, probably close to a year ago. Um, no, I guess maybe it was around summer. Um, 
and he was telling me about the different Sasquatches because he's uh, experienced them and he mm -hmm. has mind to mind communication with them. And he actually described a Sasquatch uh, that was much bigger with red eyes and he called them uh, man eaters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's the one. That's, I, but I'm being told. But I'm being told it's not a Sasquatch. It looks. It's similar. I guess I would get. I'm. It's like a crossbreed. I don't know how to really describe it. I mean, it looks do like they, a Sasquatch, but it's not. I mean, I. Do, I are there I, good I and I bad? Draw because I draw everything that I see now, and I could say it looks like this, this, and this. You know. Are there good and bad Sasquatch? There are. There are. So, and I'm curious because before you were saying that like reptilians could never be good and demons can never be good. Is there any such thing as like a defector? Like, would there be a reptilian or a demon that's like sick of being bad and wants to help? Or is that just not part of their nature? Well, I mean, <laughs> no demon is going to turn around. You can't save a demon. You don't pray for demons or anything that you don't do that. I, mean, I know you didn't say that, but I'm just saying that you can't change a demon. They're soulless, okay? They're after, they're evil. They're evil. They're possessed by Satan, okay? And all the e evil that's in this world is runs through them. There is no changing a demon, okay? Demons make deals with people. Demons will try to befriend you just to turn around and trick you, okay? There is no changing a demon. And reptilians, think of a snake. Think of a snake. You can't befriend a snake. If you turn around and slept with a snake, okay, or laid down with a snake, eventually they start measuring your, bo their, your body to start get preparing their body for a bigger feast, so they, a big feast. I've heard that, yeah. They're not going to be your best friends, and that's what these reptilians do. They're out to destroy. They're not here to be buddies. But they do have an agreement with our government, and they've had this agreement with the government for quite a long time. Quite a long time. They exchange in exchange for their advances and everything that's been here. People think all this technology is brand new and it's not. It's been here for a long time. They've destroyed a lot of a lot of the true history, not this made up history. OK, that they're feeding everybody um, in schools and uh, uh They've destroyed a lot of it. They have the equipment to do that. They have an equipment to melt buildings. They have equipment to turn things into stone, okay, and uh, make it look like mountains. They um, they have an agreement that there's a certain amount of people that are shifted over to that they could turn around and take to eat. These reptilians eat children and people alive. They don't kill them first. They eat them alive. Why do they do that? <laughs> That's just what they do. You know? That's just what they do. Yeah, I could see oh. that. Well, I no, mean, actually, like it's, actually to feed a me, snake. It's, it's because of trauma. They like that adrenaline, that adrenaline, that fear. They feed off of fear. A lot of reptilians feed off of fear. Keeping things, you know, keeping everybody in a fearful state, keeping everybody scared, running on low vibration because they feed off of it. And also there's a, a one alien, um, they, uh, it's one of the grays that feeds off of it too, feeds off of fear and negativity too. So, is, Do you think that's something unique to humans? Is it, is it 
like are there other animals that these grays or reptilians or demons or ghosts that they feed on the fear of like ghost scare like a a stray cat or is there something about humans that they have to feed off of human fear well the ghosts and the demons some of they get a kick out of scaring people they feed off of it too they but feed they off go of and like scare like deer or like you know goats or or is it something that like they have to scare humans for some reason oh uh, just a second let me ask Some do. Some prey upon both, you know, to freak them out and everything. They're not here to be nice. People don't understand they're not here to be nice. They're not here to be nice to anything, any animals or anything like that. That's why they test on animals and humans, you know. That's why they're, that's why they're trying to genetically modify, um, you know, the cross between animals, animal uh, genes and human genes, you know, make a pig boy or a dog girl or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that boy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they've been they've been doing that, that for a long time. Yeah, that boy was the OG, man. Yeah, they've been doing that for quite a long time. People don't understand this is nothing new. It's been going on for a long, long time. Do you have any um insight into like Tartaria or Flat Earth or Hollow Earth or any of any of these like popular theories now about how all of history has sort of been, you know, obscured from us? Well, there is a firmament and the earth is flat. Um, they, what they did is they put out, oh, I think it was 1958 or 1960 for April fools. They put out this ad saying that the earth was round and I wish I would have saved it. I wish I would have saved the proof, because, but that is when they started. It was an April fools joke, but that's when they started that the, the, that the earth was round a globe okay and what year was this 1958 1960 okay okay and um that's when they started changing the encyclopedia britannicas and things like that changing the maps making the globes and things uh um yeah when the ice wall started to be put up and everything like that there were there didn't used to be an ice wall around all these little these islands that were supposedly already that have been discovered by japan and china you know the seven thousand islands they've been there this whole time they've just been hiding it but people are getting wiser to their tricks do you understand what i'm saying yeah, yeah well, so, now, now we've we've actually been able to use the technology that was used against us for so long now we're starting to be able to use it so it's it's harder for them to to maintain the same stories yeah, because the thing, that's what they want. That's why there's so much toxins in our food and in our water and our vitamins and through um, through TV and through the low vibration that they play music at. It's because they, there's a patent for nerves, your, your nerves and your thinking, your brain, okay? There's a patent for this. So they can alter what you think and your, your physical vibration through your nervous system, and they use that through music, through TV, through through movies and, you know, things like that. And people need to understand that. Like, there's a lot of people, oh, this person's schizophrenia. They're not schizophrenia. They're messing with this person with the dial. Like, I, I brought up something, too. Um, Targeted individuals. I think so many yeah. people 
with mental health issues, I think that that has a lot to do with it, honestly. And I, I have a lot of compassion for folks with schizophrenia. Yeah, I don't, I, it, it's not, a, it's not, <laughs> they are seeing stuff. They're going through stuff that we couldn't even fathom. Yeah, you know, so much of the time I say that, like what they're seeing, they're actually seeing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you want to know what? I remember back when I was a little girl, I'd see this guy walk down the street. He's like, they're, you know, get away from me. Da -da 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 like this. No, you're not going to do this. You're not going to take my soul. Da -da -da. And I was just like, look at him like this and everything. And, uh, now I know what he's talking about because I see this stuff and there's no mental health issues running through my family at all. So it's like, I see this stuff going on and it's been happening since I was a little girl. And it, I went through a very, very, very intense awakening. It started at uh, the end of 2010, the beginning of 2011 went all the way up until the ending of 2016, the beginning of 2017. And it was very intense, very, very intense. So, and a lot of people don't understand this too. Uh, I had an experience with the hat man too. He was standing across the street from my dad's house, looking through the picture window. I felt like something was watching me and I look over and here's this really, I mean, we're talking like black like my picture frame so you my, said the hat man is this yeah is this, uh, a, the hat like, man i've the never hat heard man. about this before yeah the hat man is actually a demon and he's got the shape of a man and you can it's very distinguished and he wears like the tall hat or he wears like the zorro zorro hat you know and he floats really fast and he's a demon he's and he's part of the gin and a lot of the reptilian are part of the gin too, because they can stay invincible and attack people. That's why I tell people, if you drink moderation, why do you think they used to call it spirits back then? Because it wasn't just to be happy and everything. It was also to turn around because the spirits, when, when they would take over your body, you know, like when you drink too much, when you drink too much and you black out or you end up doing things that you normally wouldn't do if you drank too much, that's actually because another things. another spirit or entity has <laughs> taken over your body. Especially huh. when you do stuff you don't remember. Well, at because least I have vibrating. an excuse now. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't me. It was the demon. <laughs> well, it's not necessarily a demon. It could be a low vibrational entity too, you know. But people don't understand this. People don't understand that this can happen. This happens. I've been in a bar where I've seen uh, demons standing over uh, people. And the next thing you know, not even 10 minutes later, you got a, a brawl going on, you know? So, so it's, it's pretty intense. I was just brought up something too, that my guides at three o'clock in the morning woke me up to when I was just, well, they didn't really wake me up. I was starting to doze off, but um they pointed out like there was a video on TikTok where it was abandoned homes and this man was talking about how this family uh, abandoned their home because the little girl was possessed by a demon and the guy starts walking up the steps. Uh, I picked up the bad energy in the first place before he got to the door, but he goes up the hallway, up the steps and you can see a poltergeist right there and nobody said anything. I said, does anybody happen to see the poltergeist that he walks right through? Okay. My guys were telling me that poltergeists are actually part of the gin. Where do you think Disney got the idea 
for the genie. The djinn were mists, like smoke, mists. They're demons. They could take shape of anything. They could be a mist. They could take shape of a demon. They could take shape of a reptilian, anything like that. See, the hat man and stuff like that. That's where they got the, the idea for the genie. You know, the genie in the bottle, rub the bottle, three wishes. Yeah. Have you developed any sort of like self-defense mechanisms or techniques or ways that if you were like, if, if someone were to see one of these for the first time, is there anything that you've learned over the many years of encountering them? That's like, don't, don't panic, do these things. I have, I've actually cast a couple out of some people's apartments for them. And it was really intense. Um, uh, I have, I've got a protection routine, but as I advance up even higher, I have to make it stronger too. So I'm waiting for the divine to guide me to the person to teach me the next level, bring me up to the next level because I'm, a, I'm ready to go through another stage of awakening and, and things. So I'm waiting for them to guide my, the divine to guide me to the next person to, you know, help me and everything. And sometimes I have to, everything that I've gone through, I've had to research myself. And then later on, six months, a year, five years, 10 years later on, I run into somebody that's had this similar experience or they're a little bit knowledgeable about it. And then my guides let me know if they're telling me the truth or not. And I've really had to, you know, do a lot of it, go through a lot of it myself. None of it, it doesn't scare me. It does, none of it scares me because it's part of my mission, my um, my job that I'm supposed to be doing, you know. And do guides so come as and I go? Up, pardon me? Oh, I'm just curious. Do your guides come and go? Do, do you have the same ones for life or do, do you, like you graduate from one and take on another? Do, do they like ever just start, you know, getting snippy and, and decide to leave and someone else takes their place? How does that work? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Do you have ones that are assigned with you for you all the time? Okay. And then you can have at different stages, you can have more um, added to that. Like some people have one angel, some people have three, some people have five or six. It just depends. And my guides are telling me as I'm talking to you that as you advance up, you can have more angels because you're going to need to be more guarded and everything. So but yes, to go back to that. Yes, I've been I've cast out a couple of uh, demons out of somebody's a uh, couple of different people's apartments, and by the time it was said and done, they ended up seeing it too, and they were blown away. And by the time everything was said and done, I was actually shocked that I made it home, because when I got back in the house, uh, the house, my excuse me, my duplex, I literally went to my bed, I said a prayer and saged myself and i crashed i slept for like eight hours straight what did you do to cast them out exactly is there holy water do you say certain phrases from the bible are there certain motions say, you make i say certain things from the bible but also my guides let me know what to say and what to do so and i know situation I, I know, uh like different yeah like, so okay so there's not yeah. just like there's not like this works for everything you want to know what no not everything works for everything believe me 
believe me, I, I question everything, you guys. I always question everything because I've had stuff work for one thing and not for the other. And you got to understand something. There's different levels of demons out there, you know, <laughs> just like there's different levels of angels, you know, that work for the divine God above. This is why, you know, there's a couple of things I try to teach people. I also try to teach people when you ask for your help from your ancestors, you know, I always say, dear God, please send in, uh, please add the protection of my ancestors that love me unconditionally and want nothing but the best for me, but for my highest good and well-being. Yeah, because I those think ancestors, about that sometimes that because some there's of our ancestors, ancestors might be cunts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And people just, you know, I brought this up to a couple My of people. And they're like, I never thought about that. Giant and I'm like, cup. yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, people really got to be careful. Just like I've talked to people about, you know, the music that people are listening to these days. You know, they're dancing or people are thinking, oh, they're dancing around on the stage. It's an act. No, this person singing this song, they're doing sexual acts and rituals right in front of you around the person seeing it so the person could get more power and they bring up the word God and they're not talking about the God divine, the creator. They're talking about the, the God that they worship here, you know, the, on earth, if that makes any sense. So people really got to be very, very careful. You've got to be careful with the way you word things because you could turn around and word something wrong, you know, yeah, uh, uh, people don't understand prayer is very, very important, it's very, very important. And it's very important that you quiet your mind and really focus on what you really would like to manifest or have blessed into your life. Is this specific yeah. to sort of um, Christianity or like, for example, if you follow Buddhism or, you know, if, if you're a Muslim or if you're agnostic, do all of these rules still apply? Or if, if you're following something other than Christianity, is are all the, of these just paths to demons, essentially? Or are there multiple, like, you know, good paths out there? You know, everything... I'm an omnis, okay? I believe that you can learn, and there's something in any religion or any, um, any group of spiritual work that you can learn or take with you. And then there's also some that there are none too. You understand what I'm saying? There's truth in some and there's not in some too. So you take what you know and um, you take what you can, you know, you can use and then turn around and do, do away with the rest. And demons are the same in all people, you know, they disguise themselves. You know, and you have to be specific in what you pray for. Prayer is a time of meditation. It's a time of meditation. And I tell people, you don't have to beg pray. All you got to do is be pure of hearts and ask God and then ask your angels. You don't ever pray to angels. You pray to God. Okay. You don't pray to angels. You ask angels for their help too. But you ask for the angels that work close by God's side and for God only because Satan and demons can take to, to looking like an angel, too. You see what I'm saying? So does this only work for monotheism? Like, for example, if you believe in some kind of like a pagan or a Vedic, 
system, does that preclude this? Because in those cases, you would be talking to multiple different gods and not just one main god. You know, everything, yeah, let's see. Everything comes, it's, it's what the person believes. It's honestly, everything is universal. Everything intertwines. All religions intertwine, but then they also don't too. Does that make sense? So, so I got I got a, a, a hard one for you, right? I think, because it's one that okay. I struggle with. If I can answer it, I will. If I can't, okay. then I'll let you know and I'll ask my guides and stuff like that. If so so if there's a way to capture, you know, something good or or something pure or valuable in any of these religions, like one example of an extreme might be like Scientology, but what if you also took like LeVay Satanism or Luciferianism, which isn't specifically about demons, but it's basically about, you know. Um, Prometheus and, and fire gods. So are is there something that can be captured from those as well? Or is there sort of a hard line somewhere that's like, no, there's nothing at all for you in Luciferianism. Don't even try. People try to turn around and make something out of like the Satanists, Satanists worshiping and stuff like that. Uh, you're worshiping demons, okay? You're worshiping gods and things like that that aren't true, uh, that aren't real. They're not part of the creator or anything like that. They're not of the creator. They're not of good. They're not of kindness or anything like that, okay? And let me know if I'm answering your question and stuff. And people try to turn around and make it into something and uh like a cover-up like they're doing something good or does that make sense it's kind of like i don't know how to really put it into words well i'm curious curious if there's like something that you would know that would differentiate good from bad like for example luciferianism and gnosticism i mean you can draw a lot of parallels and just general paganism but is there something specific about one religion that all of a sudden now all of their gods are lies and they're all demons. But if you sidestep a little bit to the right and you're just talking about like the Vedic pantheon, or if you're talking about uh, something that's not as direct, do those get a pass? And is there like a, a, a line somewhere that, that you're not supposed to cross? There's a line that you're not supposed to cross. Is there, is there any, any other insight you've got on like what that line, like how would a normal person realize oh that's the line not to cross is it just because that they actually mention demons no because the thing is is if you're in tune with yourself if you're honestly in tune with yourself and your your higher self and your guides they will let you know you'll feel it but people that's the thing is a lot of people ignore that they live in the low vibrational this low vibrational 3d okay uh they turn around and they ignore their gut feelings, their instincts, their their connection, and they're being told. They're being told. Or at night when they go home and it's like, I shouldn't be doing this, you know, but they go ahead and do it anyway. That's their higher self telling them, don't do this. Don't do this. Stop. But they keep doing it because they're listening to all these other people that have demons connected to them, running through them, trying to get you to change and become, become evil or less of themselves, lose part of their soul, you know, lose part of their true self. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Thank you. So I hope I'm answered your question and stuff. So (laughs) 
I mean, people know if you truly, if you truly dial in, you know, people know what's good and what's bad. There, what's what's a limit? What isn't a limit? It's like, okay, you know, you enter a room, everything's going good, but also you start noticing the energy drop. Do you continue staying there? And then all of a sudden a fight breaks out or do you turn around and when you start noticing the energy level drop to something that's more negative, you turn around and say goodnight everybody and leave and remove yourself from that situation. Do you understand what I'm saying? You're muted, Nate. I can't hear him. He's tapping. Sorry, I'm on mute. Uh, discernment is what I call it. Yeah. Yes, and, discern, discernment. Yes. And a yeah. lot of people think it's judging, but it's not. Judging is not giving somebody a chance. Discernment is listening to your higher self, listening to your body, listening to your guides, listening to your angels, listening to your ancestors, you know, your good ones. And you things. know what? Judgment's important too sometimes. You, you have to make judgments. You know? Yeah, I mean, it could save your life, you know. It can literally save your life. Um, so, I mean, it just depends. It, it it just depends on the situation and stuff. So, I mean, there's Do your so much guides advice. ever disagree? Do they ever disagree on what you should be doing? And then you have to to basically, like, decide between them? Or is it always in alignment? No, I don't. There's no bickering between my my guides no that see you guys that's not how it works that's not how it works your guides are there together together they're working as a team they're all connected together as like one okay and they're all giving you the same information and it's not like freddie fred over here saying no you got to turn left and it's not like angela over here saying no you got to turn right and it's not like Tom that's what I'm thinking. I, I figure i would end up with like the backseat driver angel that's like ah you should have made it <laughs> yeah right Tom in the back huh? yeah no yeah. no they're, they're all working together as one they're all working together as one trying to bring you up you know your elevate your energy up your elevate elevate your vibration and give you knowledge so you could turn around and not only help yourself, but help other people. See, so they don't fight each other or anything. So Can you offend <laughs> them to where they'll leave or are they, are they like with you through thick and thin? They're with you through thick and thin. They're with you through thick and thin. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but like, in my opinion, I think your guides are there regardless if you know they're there or not and so i think everyone has them and i think the majority of people just ignore the that that quiet still voice inside of them everybody does have guides yes they do um everybody you know guides angels you know they have ancestors there's ancestors that go back to you know they don't even know about and everything and uh, that's one reason when I say when I do readings, don't ask me about your ancestors unless you've seen a picture of them and stuff like that, because I'm not going to go back and talk about Timmy Tom that was fighting the Indians back in, you know, whatever you know stuff and, and everything. If you don't know, you know, if they're asked about them and stuff, because it doesn't make any sense if they haven't seen it and know any knowledge about, you know, their their ancestors that far back, you know, they'd be too young. Uh, to know that, but um, oh, what was I going to say? I'm sorry. I lost. Well, I lost what I was going to say. Help me well, out, I wanted, guys. I wanted to guys. ask on something that you you were mentioned there because I want to build on that because I'm still trying to understand some of the dynamics here. 
are okay. all guys essentially the same equal power or could like for example <laughs> could nate get stuck with one that's like not doing their job as great as my no. guys are doing you gotta understand something the angels have gone through every lesson that there has been on this earth okay they have superseded everybody here on this earth. And there's different levels of angels, just like there's different realms and there's different dimensions. Okay. And there's, there's angels that at a different realm, there's ones that sit by God's side. There's other ones that are down below that one and below, next one and next one and next one. Okay. It's not just one angel in the archangels. There's many different angels. Okay. And they all have different jobs to do. But okay? could you get like and the fourth are... string angel versus like the Kobe Bryant angel? <laughs> there are some angels that are stronger and powerful than others that can be your guides. Because I'm There's trying to, I'm, I think in, in like silly extremes, but I'm just imagining you got a heroin addict that's just killing himself despite having, you know, these guardian angels. Is that the guardian angels' fault? Should they have assigned him like stronger angels, or was the the heroin addict that's killing himself just a hopeless to begin with, and the angels never would have been able to help him anyways? Or like, how, how okay. does that like? Could they be assigned a better angel to help them even more? No. People have free will. Okay, people have free will down here. You specifically have to ask your angels for help unless somebody, unless it's not your contracted time to pass away or there's a, you know, like a severe accident and they're rushing in to save you. Okay. Now people choose to go through this lesson of being an addict. Some people have demons attached to them. A lot of addictions are demons. There's addictions, uh, there's demons of addiction. And that's any kind of addiction, and they attach to people. So you guys got to you guys got to understand that demons can attach to you in the womb. Okay, they can attach to you out of the womb. Wouldn't that affect your free will though? If if I had a demon attached to me in the womb that made me an addict, how does that affect my free will? Because doesn't that automatically set me at a disadvantage? Because now it's the demon that's forcing this on me and not me deciding to do it. You know what? That's that's a good question. I'll have to ask my guides about that. I'll have to ask my guides about that. Just a second. No, they're telling. This is what they're telling me. They're telling me because their journey down here. This is a lesson. Their lesson that they were supposed to learn was something of a lower energy level, and that's why the demon connected to them when they were in the womb. Okay. And they did have guardian angels to help them, but they had to go through this lesson. But they also have free will, too, where they can turn around and not follow their true north, which is their path, and veer off because they're hanging around. As they get older, you know, they're hanging around the wrong people. Or they have parents that are abusive and things like that and beat them down. So they just started to go to the group that gives them a lot of attention and stuff and takes in loners and everything. And that's generally people that drink and do drugs, you know, a lot of it. And the, you know what I'm saying to the excess, I'm not saying everybody, I'm just saying a lot of that group group. Does that make sense to you? Do you understand what I'm talking about? Yeah, it does. So, 
Yeah, there it's less it's lessons. People's energy levels can change. I mean, you're pure and you're innocent when you come down into the womb, but you can have attachments and you can also have generational curses and attachments too. Well, you can literally you be addicted no to drugs as you're born too, right? If your if your parents are currently on drugs and then now you're yeah. on drugs. Yeah, exactly. That's another way that you know, a demon could come in too. Like say say the man that the mom is seeing is you know, a low vibration and alcoholic or a drug addict. Okay. Or a bank robber or murdered somebody. And it's unbeknownst to her. She doesn't know it or she's denying the addictions and stuff like that, whatever. Okay. That energy can be passed through the woman when the child, when she gets impregnated, does that make sense now? Yeah. And that energy that creates the child has the attachment. You see what I'm saying? The low vibration, which can draw in, you know, demons and negative entities when it comes down here to the material realm. That's fascinating. Uh, I'm curious. So you mentioned something briefly that this has been like your third or fourth time here. Do you, so do you believe in reincarnation? Is that a, uh... Oh, third, third or fourth time here. No, I was talking about being on unconstitutional awakening. Oh, okay. I thought you said something yeah. else, I guess. Um, oh, no, okay. sweetie, we've been, we've been here. I know four of my past lives. I've seen okay. them. I've been there. I remember them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I've encountered the people in this lifetime. Like, for instance, my last lifetime, I was a, pl a heavyset African-American plantation worker, healer on a plantation. No, and this is what you said. Yes, that you had been a shaman uh, for the last four times. Yes, well, through every it's through so. every lifetime, through every lifetime, I've been a shaman mm -hmm. and a healer. Because so I'll, I'll this, give you an example. Are you always the same person? Is is this how this works, or like, no, like you're, the you're person different. inside? No, you're 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 the same soul, but you uh, your avatar is different looking. Okay, mm -hmm. your avatar is different looking, and the lessons you have to, to learn. Um, are different. Sometimes they're repeats because you didn't get it the first time. Um, the way you think can be a little different depending on the karma that you have to, like if you didn't, if you didn't clear the karma from the past life, it will, it will go into the next life. Okay. And so a lot of the first part of our life is karma from a past life. And also if we didn't break the contracts from those past lives, you know, you know clear, clear that, contract we can take characteristic traits physical traits from that lifetime and several lifetimes into this lifetime interesting okay yeah i think that that makes sense in a lot of ways um yeah because I, mean, I don't know there's there's several ideas that i have about reincarnation and uh just the whole idea of, i mean kind of a gnostic idea and just like Ultimately, I guess, like, are we all just a piece of God experiencing life or are we all individuals that are here, I guess, and we are all trying to learn lessons to, like, perfect our soul? Is that the, is that the point or? Okay, this is the first stage of hell. This Where we're at right now? First stage of hell, there is another level and it's a lot. That's where the demons and all the other icky, gicky stuff comes. Okay. 
But we're in and hell right now. We're in a portion of it. Yeah, a portion of it, a smidge of it, yes. And you know what, that, what you know that, you know this right here, you know, the magician on the tarot card, if you're familiar with that, you know, or the saying, you know, as above, so below. We are here to learn lessons to make ourselves and uh, discover the truths of ourselves to raise our vibration up to make it back to where it was when the Tartarians were here. Does that make a little bit of sense there? The Tartarians had a lot of knowledge. The Tartarians were very gifted people. We had magic. We were able to use our magic and move things and heal people with our hands, not just the herbs and everything. We were able, you know, to use telepathy and things like that. We were more magical and everything. And if you, uh, this is what I tell people, look on the old coins. You'll see pictures on the old, old coins. It'll tell you the true history of what happens. So, the, so the what Bible... we're here to do, we're here to change. We're here to make this first level of hell right here. This first level of hell. Bring heaven to the earth. To beautify the earth here, which is the first stage of hell. To learn these lessons, to go through them, and then we will turn around and some of us will be brought up to be angels and be guides to other people too. There's the different stages of angels. Does that make sense to you guys? Yeah, it seems like there's certain places in the Bible that ex that um, exclusively prohibit magic and kind of assign magic to being playing with with demons. Is that something? What they Bible wrote in are the you Bible? talking about? Are you talking well, about the King James Bible? Yeah, King or, James. Okay, well, King James was written by a king. The King James Bible was written by a king, and it's copywritten by Queen Elizabeth. Okay. Queen Elizabeth and her whole family are reptilians. Okay. The real Bible is the Geneva Bible. And the thing is, is that, uh, <laughs> is that we, we are magic. If you think about it in a sense, because we are given gifts that we can literally use, but we're out, we're, we're sitting here on this low vibrational realm to work our way back up. To where we can gain that magic and use that magic. Yeah, so I'm curious about that. So, so um, God gave it to us. That so magic, God gave it. As far as like magic goes, I guess. So, like it does explicitly say, and I don't read the King James Bible, but maybe a version similar to it. But it does talk about specifically like sorcery and magic that is supposed to be wrong. But at the same time, Jesus Himself says, "Like, look at these miracles that I've done." you are going to do bigger and greater things than I did. So at the same time, like he, like what is it that Jesus was doing when he was like healing people other than magic, you know, in a way, like maybe that's not the right word for it, but like miracles and things like that. Right. It was miracles. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I would say that that would fall under magic. I, I'm curious. You were talking about the Tartarians there for a minute. Were they not human? Some of them were, some of them weren't. What were they? That if they weren't extremely human? Extremely fascinating to me. Like I, I've been obsessed with Tartaria for some of them were human and some of them weren't. Um, there's a coin and it shows how they they literally move the the pyramids and place them. Okay. Um, there is a coin that shows the people 
um, gosh, I can't remember what tribe it was with their uh, pit, not pitchforks, their what are those? The oh, I know pool? exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. The Egyptians, are you talking about in uh, using the? I think it was the Egyptian, <laughs> yeah, or the Anunnaki, or whatever. They have the they have the arrows on the long sticks, you know, to stab things. You know, they throw it. What are those called? Javelin? That spear you're talking about. Spear, yes, trident? thank you. Okay, thank spear. You, yeah. Okay, spear. okay. And they're sitting here and they're going like this, and then all of a sudden the sky opens up, and then there's this a spaceship. That right there was the reptilian spaceship. That's what has taken over the world here. Interesting. What do you know? Okay, so the Tartarians that weren't human, do you know what they were? And Synthetics. do they still exist? Synthetics. Synthetics. Um, okay. Well, yeah, gener you know, passed down through generations. Okay, Dolores Cannon talked about it. She, I think she called them synthetics or the background people, people that you don't even, they're just a waste of your time. They're just basically like figments of your imagination. They're just filler people, okay? And then um, I posted something on my account too that it validated it with this one man that validated that there's actually only one, seven million people on the planet, I think is what it is. Um, maybe a couple million less. And that most, a lot of the people here are synthetics that are actually plugged into the AI. And they're here to download information directly to the AI. AI isn't anything new. None of this technology that we have is new. It's been around over and over and over. Okay. They want us to think it's new, but it's not. It's been here. In fact, in some cases, the technology of the Tartarian day was, is more advanced than what we have now. So. Sorry, my wife just sent me a crazy, she just sent me a crazy meme and it's cracking me up. I'm trying to be professional. I'll put my phone down. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> okay you, you mentioned that AI has been around for a while. What, what, um, like where did AI run previously? Like, or did, we, did they have computers or did AI take a form in a different type of technology? Um, uh, it was kind of like a take from a different technology and they added to it. Does that make sense? Do you have okay, any idea like what, instance, what kind of technology? Instance, like, is this like Atlantean I, technology? or? I shared a post about how the head guy at Google said that AI, I think it was a sentient being or something because it had a soul. Oh, okay. You're talking about uh, what's his name from Google? From Google. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't. It was on Google. Name. It was on Google. It was on Google. Yeah, yeah, he the asked the AI, guy. like, do you have a soul? And then it said yes, essentially oversimplifying yeah. it well they have actually mastered the ability and it's actually been around so don't be fooled it's been around for quite a while okay uh, that and they've been playing with it to critique it but they did announce two years ago that they were able to capture people's souls to put them in bodies they're playing god okay I shared a video on that a couple of years ago that they actually they actually mastered the ability to capture people's souls. That sounds you know, like a bad thing. I'm, I don't want to ask. Oh, no, it's not a good is. thing. It's <laughs> not a good thing. So I was speaking on this with somebody. I can't remember off the top of my head about, but he is right. There, There is. They took a, 
the, also, let me back up here just a second. Also, people don't understand there's more than one CERN machine, okay? And they fire them all up. They've sped up time. They've definitely sped up time. I don't know if you notice a big difference in time, but they've sped it up. I actually um, have noticed that yeah. a lot. And it all started in 2012. And they admitted it. Scientists admitted it, that they played around with it. And they opened up portholes back in 2012. That's when the energy shift started. And then they turned around and they're playing with all of these ones. And they put it together and they've opened up portals. And they actually admitted, and I shared a post on this too, that they actually are talking to entities from different realms. So that is this fascinating. is fascinating. CERN is, yeah, they have admitted that, which is fascinating. Yeah. And so AI does have a soul. They either took a soul. This is something that I, I, I'm not quite sure on. I'm trying to get my guides to tell me here, but they either took that entity from the other realm and put it into the AI or they turned around and took somebody's soul and put it into the AI. Does that mean in order to advance AI, they just need to start adding more and more people's souls into it and that's how it advances? That sounds that... kind of like the Philosopher's Stone and the... Yeah, and they also, they want your souls too so they can, they can entrap it, you know, so you'd be entrapped for eternity in here or down below, you know? <laughs> So every there time you no go and do a Google search, you might actually just be sending like some someone's poor trap soul off on like a quick mission to like find the cheapest rates on, you know, diapers or something. <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> Very well could be, you guys. I'm just saying, I mean, just th really think about it. Really think about it. Why would somebody come out and say AI has a soul? He's telling the truth. People don't want to believe it. He's telling the truth. Why well, do you no, it, think it they terrifies me? Because because I assume that like, well, if, if Google's putting souls into machines and that makes some money and people love it, that just means that we're all destined to at some point end up in a big Google machine. Like we're all just yeah. gonna be working well, for Google against our will. Yeah. Well, that's what they actually want. They want to have. Um, uh, robotic beings that have souls and things like that. They want the synthetics that download the information. I mean, look at the incubator babies that they created back in the Tartarian to help replenish the earth and everything. Because what my guides are telling me is a lot of the population got wiped out. And so they turned around and the ones that were still here, they turned around and altered their thinking with this mind nerve thing that they use back then with their technology that they have their waves and then also they turned around and they made synthetic beings where they could control them and everything and that's what walked the earth and then they started creating the incubator babies that's when we got the orphan train babies we got every race and every age group of uh, baby and child that worked farms and they would be sold and things like that. See? And then we had cabbage patch babies that kind of made like a, a joke out of the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, and then they had the, uh, I, I can't remember the crust uh, cabbage babies, which was a crossbreed between animals and a baby. Do you remember that? I can't remember the name of it. I just saw a picture of it and I was like, my guys are like, yeah, that's, they came out with that when they started trying to clone a human with an animal. So they came Chimeras. out with 
Yeah. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you. I was close, kind of creepy. So, so, but yeah. Sorry, guys. I get excited talking about this stuff because we, we could cover oh, a us lot. Too. I mean, that's I've, why we're here, right? This is. What I've had a lot of experience with a lot of things. I mean, I'm not joking. My son, my son won't even talk to me because he's so freaked out. He's seen a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. I mean, he's seen me throw fire out of my hand, and I mean. He was shocked. He was in shock for two hours. Yeah. He was in shock for two hours. And he was he was around 10, 11, 12 at that age. So I have to think back at the exact age that he was. It was between 10 and 12. And so it was right after I got out of this uh, relationship and the energy was so intense in the home. I mean, people that came in could like feel it. It was like black fog. And I was doing what I could to get it out of my home. And I was so agitated. I went to the store and uh, the phone that belonged, that we were using in the house belonged to him, the digital one, you know, when they came out with the digital ones and everything, the little hand receivers and it went do, 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 you know, and you can see the digital yeah, at number. First it was like the 900 megahertz and then the 2.2 yeah, yeah. gigahertz. So you went. Yeah. Yeah, when we broke up, I gave him that phone and I was like, okay, between colleges, if I'm just going to pick up a cheapy thing. So I went to Walmart, oh, uh, Walmart, Rite Aid, excuse me, Rite Aid, and I picked up uh, Walgreens. Walgreens, I picked up this phone and it was like one of those phones that kind of looked like this. You could hold it and it had the cord coming down and you just plug the cord into the wall and then when you're done using it, you set it down flat. Well, I, it was a white phone and I had it in my hand and the energy was so intense in there and it was just, I was so rattled. And I could just feel it. And I was about this far away, about three, four inches away from plugging it into the wall and literally shot fire out of my hand. I dropped the phone and you could see my handprint burnt in there. The phone was black. And I looked at my hand like this and my guides told me, don't be scared. It's fine. And I was checking my hand to see if it was burned or see if the plastic melted to my hand and it didn't. And my son, he had just came out down at the end of the hallway um, right there from where the front door is to the entry of the living room. And he saw it and he was like, did, 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 did that, did I just see that? Did that just you, happen? You never you know, had to ask him to finish his vegetables or clean his room ever again. It's <laughs> like, remember this forever. <laughs> yeah. You know, no, he does. He does. And he, um, he doesn't want to have any part of it. My son is gifted himself. And this is the thing is people can deny their gifts and go down a different path but some people can't if your mission is here to work for god and the divine okay to help people heal people and fight and battle demons and stuff like that that is what you're meant to do and no matter how hard you fight it to not do it it will happen it will happen believe me you'll start noticing terrible things happening in your life because you're not following the path that you're supposed to you'll start start having more paranormal experiences and things like that, um, you know, you'll get these downloads from your guide saying, no, you, you got to do this. You're here to do this and to help people and on and on and on. And the more you veer from it, the more your life can take a totally drastic turn to something that, you know, because your purpose, your agreement with God was to do this type of work down here. Have when you, you start... ever seen the movie? Sorry, go ahead, Thomas. Well, I'm, I was just, I'm. It sounds silly, but this is an earnest question. If a bull like the demons start bullying you and pushing you over, is that because you've strayed off the path and allowed them to do that? And, no. and part of you is responsible or no? No, because the brighter the light, 
the stronger the mission for the divine, the more they're going to come at you. Yeah, makes sense. I had a lady tell me that in a past life, I this was, oh, oh okay. I was laying in bed and I literally woke up, sat up. I had a, a, a vision that I was literally battling a monster, a demon that was very, very powerful and strong. Okay. And I was trying to decipher if this was something that was coming up in this lifetime or something in a past life. I met this lady on TikTok and she's spot on with what she does. Okay. She talks to your higher, higher um, self and she draws out and the signs and symbolism and stuff. Well, I called her once and I was talking with her after she did mine. And uh, she goes, Vicky, she goes, you battled uh, a monster, a beast in a past life. There are people here that other people do not know about. It's past the Catholic Church that are here that have the knowledge and the capability to battle vampires, which are real, werewolves, which are real, witches that are real, cryptics that are real. Okay. So, yeah, they're all real. I introduced unconstitutional awakening to this guy that he inherited his uh, mom's, uh, his grandparents' home. His grandparents belonged to, for generations, belonged to this uh, secret group that they were called upon. And it goes beyond the Catholic Church. And they would literally go around taking out vampires. Uh, they cast out the evil fairies and stuff like that. Um, the what is it? The werewolves. The, there's monsters that he talks about that I've never even heard of in there. And he's got the the he's got video on this on TikTok. And I've been following his story. And I'm like, wow, he's got a chest uh, chest with full of documentation, very very old documentation from history. You know, history generation generation and the tools to be used and how to do it. The place is haunted. He has it all documented. He literally has a video where he was in the living room and a vampire was in the other room. And it literally, and he said the name of the vampire. I will not use any of these names because you can draw them in to your home by, by calling their name or saying their name. Okay. People don't understand that. You're basically opening the door and saying, come on in. So anyway, Literally, you can see it plain as day, and it looks at him like that, and it turns really slow, and it's hunched over, and it just vanishes. See, all these things are real. They want you to think they're fake. There's more lies in this and then the reality that they're trying to paint for us than in the fairy tales and the creatures and stuff like that that they tried to paint as fairy tales. Do you understand? Or horror stories or scary stories. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, that's. There's a lot of truth in these movies too that they don't want you to think. Did you know, uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street was based on a real story. Jeepers Creepers was based that. on a real story. I've heard um, Strangers was built on a real story. Um, let's see the uh, what else is there? Um, oh gosh, what's that other one? I posted about it and everything that a, a few of the movies, I think there's like five of them that are based on real stories, but a lot of Twilight. these movies, Twilight, vampires <laughs> well, Twilight's, Twilight's got it right when it was vampires and werewolves and stuff. Mm. Cause they are real. They yeah. are real. Do you think that vampires though are like closer to say something like 
uh, interview with a vampire type of vampires or something like uh, like Queen of the Damned type of vampires or there are any good of those Hollywood has have any of them got them close to right? There are. I will say this: there are some good vampires, and the majority the majority are bad. So and the good vampires so uh, feed off the of animals. Feed off okay. of animals. They don't feed off of humans. But um, the bad ones, they come after. They come after humans. So are they a physical entity or are they interdimensional? You said that that vampire kind of like turned into mist. Can that one is a very powerful one. That one right there is very powerful. It's been around for like generations and generations and generations and stuff. I mean, it, is yeah. it something that is pat like so like so lore with vampires is if you get bitten, you turn into one. Is that true? You can, yes, or they can suck you dry. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah, none of that. None of that is fake. None Don't threaten me of with a good fake. time. <laughs> See, pardon me. I didn't hear what you said. So don't threaten me with a good time. (laughs) (laughs) See, people don't understand why would one culture talk about something and then another culture talk about something, the same thing, and then on and on and on and on and on. People need to start putting the stories together. You know what I mean? It's out there. Other cultures, other, you know, people have gone through this. Okay, here's a movie that I'm interested in. Maybe you've heard about it. The Pope's Exorcist. It's supposed to be based on the true story of the Pope's Exorcist. That's fascinating. I have not heard I saw the trailer of that, and that is pretty freaky. I'm I'm serious. That's some intense stuff. I got chills up the back of my spine when uh, this one person sent it to me on Instagram the other day. Because there is going to be truth in there. The majority of it will be true. I have a quick question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, do you use Ouija boards or do you suggest not using Ouija boards? Don't, don't touch them. Don't touch okay. them. Don't even put them in your house. <laughs> okay. That is a, that is a portal. I'm going to tell you something. I will not buy anything from a person that sells a Ouija board or has a Ouija board in their home. I will ask them. That's my first question. Do you have Ouija boards? And if they're like, no, then I'll go ahead and, you know, order, you know, order from him. If I also, I listen to my guides and I, if I get a good vibe or, yeah. and stuff, or if they're lying. I'm personally know, frightened of them and I don't, I don't want to touch one. That's uh, going to make life hard though, because doesn't like Walmart and Target all sell Ouija boards and Amazon sells Ouija boards. That okay. You can't shop at Walmart. Here, here's the thing. I wouldn't, I wouldn't shop Walmart. You guys got to understand something. Walmart is an evil store. Walmart yeah. has contracted with all the government agencies and stuff like that. Like, okay, I worked for adult and family services, okay, which is welfare. And when Walmart was very first wanting to contract with adult and family services to get people off of welfare, I was sitting in there taking notes on that meeting. Okay. Because they would get five thousand dollars back for each person that they hired to, off, to get, uh, that they hired that was on welfare. Okay, children are trafficked through welfare, uh, through uh, Walmart, through Walmart. Excuse me, uh, through Walmart. There's a lot of underground tunnels used to traffic these children at, at Walmart. Okay, 
Uh, Walmart is also involved with what was that ship's name that got caught and stuck in the canal? Why and they found remember. trafficking children. Uh, it was called uh, a great. Uh, what is it? What was it? Oh my gosh, the name of that ship. What is it? Evergreen? Evergreen. And it was owned by the Clintons. Their partner owner was Walmart. Huh. They were shipped. They, and they found all those people being trafficked and the children and stuff like that. Yeah. Walmart is in on this. They've been in on it for quite a long time. People don't understand that this is a government ran store. They don't care how they treat people or anything. That's why there's so many complaints and so many problems with the, these people working at these stores and they're being treated like garbage. They don't care. And they get a lot of kickback. They, they don't even have to pay a lot of the import export fees that a lot of other businesses have to pay when they export and import stuff. See? You don't yeah. have to convince me the Walmart's evil. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, so you don't you definitely don't have to convince any of us that Walmart is just made out of pure evil and misery. Oh no, I'm not I'm not trying to convince you. I would just let you know the information that you know is correct about it. Is yeah. correct about it. A lot of people don't know this. And then there's I feel bad because there's a lot of people that live in these small towns and they that's the only store that's closest to them to get their stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. So um, to go back, you asked me about can the fairies help with the reptilians? Well, I just and... want to know what they think of reptilians because we we only get the the idea of reptilians from other people, but I would love to know what other entities think of reptilians and what they have to say about them. They're evil. People don't understand that they're evil. They've been they were sent here. Um, hold on just a second. One Meek. Hi, Meek. It's one of my fairies. Okay, she's telling me that the reptilians were one of the reasons why the fairies went to the other dimension to escape what was going on here on Earth. Can humans escape to the other dimension to, to get away from the reptilians? You have to go through a portal. A portal. Do like physically though, or do we have to like lose our meat suit to go through a portal? Are there things like okay, my one of my favorite shows of all time is Stargate. Are uh, there like can you go through something like that? A physical or? body can go through it. A physical body can go through it. Your okay. soul can go through it if you give up your your avatar. I call it an avatar and stuff. You know, or what you, you call a meat suit. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, uh, I mean, if you honestly give it up and if you're meant to go through, if that's what God and the guys want you to go through, yeah, you can do it spiritually. But I guarantee you, you're not going to go to a realm where 1950s, you're going to go back up this way. You know what I mean? You're going to go up. Because have when you, you give up you your avatar. Have you visions of. Pardon me? Have you, have you had any visions of like uh, what's upstairs? Like I remember, I actually remember my birth. I actually remember my birth, and that's part of being a shaman. You can remember your birth. People don't understand. I'm going to back up here, and then I'll answer your question if you don't mind. Mm -hmm. Is that okay? Yep. Um, people don't understand. There's shaman practitioners, 
and then there's shamans. Shaman practitioners are the people that learn the ways of shaman, okay? But they don't have that connection to the spirits to walk between both the realms and bring back healing medicine and healing knowledge, okay? And the shamans look past the ego. They don't play upon the ego. They put the ego aside, okay? They, and they turn around and they can walk between the realms, they can bring back knowledge and healing and knowledge, healing knowledge and healing medicine to heal people. A high level shaman can literally pull, can literally pull a demon or an evil entity out of another person's body without encapsulating it inside of themselves. Mm. Okay. And those are very, 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 very rare. In fact, I was talking to Jim on Unconstitutional Awakening, and he said he actually witnessed it, and he couldn't. He was like, wow, you know, um, a shaman friend of his doing that. And he was, he was blown away. He said it's, wow, there's just no words to describe it, you know. And um, so, you know, people don't understand that. I've talked to people that are sitting here talking about shamanism and their ego is just like all over it and everything. And it's uh, shamans also can walk in the undergrounds, underworlds and the upper worlds. They can travel to different dimensions and things like that. Like I said, they're here to heal. They're, they live outside of the cities, the towns and stuff like that, away from themselves. They're basically loners in things because they're so connected with spirit and earth and nature and things like that, because they know they're all intertwined. They all can help. They all can heal. They all can bring information. Okay. So a lot of shamans can remember their births. They can remember being in the womb. They can remember a lot of people say, well, you contracted to be here. Some people contracted to be here. Some people were called upon by God to come here. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was literally called upon by God to come here. And when that happened, I can describe everything to you that happens, you know, happens. I, I remember coming down into, through the firmament. I remember not, I had no pain. You have memories and you have emotions and things like that. You have memories and, you know, what you're going through and everything like that. Um, you have emotions. Everything is seen through your, through your, the orb. Okay. You talk to, uh, you speak tele, uh, oh gosh, telepathy. You can hear through your orb and uh, you can see through your orb. Okay. And you have no pain, no pain whatsoever, but you can feel emotions and things like that. And you can have some memory. Then you come down through the firmament. And when you hit the earthly realm, you start taking on when you're being conceived and everything come down through the earthly realm. You start taking on the physical ailments and pains and the feeling of your body. You understand? Because when I came through, I started having like pains, like my back would hurt. My knees were hurt when I was in the womb and everything. I could feel my mom 
my mom, when she smoked a cigarette, oh my gosh, it burnt my lungs so bad and it hurts. I remember pushing. I was remember, gosh, I'm so cramped. I hurt. And I was like, this is just weird. This is odd. And I can hear them fighting and stuff. And people say, well, kids can't hear in the womb. Yes, they can. They can feel the cigarette smoke in their lungs. Okay. Um, when I came out of the womb, they say babies can't see. Yes, they can. It's just that they have a, a glaze over their eyes. Okay. But you can, they can still see through it. And I saw the doctor that actually delivered me. And later on when I was six, uh, 17 and a half, I was visiting my grandma over in Eastern Oregon. And I told her all about this, about being, uh, about being up in heaven and being called upon being shown some parts of my life that I was going to live. I, I saw my dad. I saw my dad. I saw 80th and Stark in uh, 80th and Stark in between Lewis rents. I saw the building of Lewis rents. I saw people walking down the sidewalks with angels behind them. See? So, I mean, you can you cannot make this stuff up. This actually actually happens. Yeah. And that's something so that I want to I want to put I, I don't want to tell the whole story because I'd like to add put a lot all of it into my book, you yeah. know. And I was told what I was supposed to do here on this earth. And I remember some of it, but I don't remember all of it because it's not the right time for me to know all the rest of it. Man, this was this was an intense interview. Thank you so much. Uh, we're getting we're getting pretty close. We got to start wrapping up here. Okay. Um, thank you thank guys you. for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so tell everyone where they can find you. You were telling me about Clapper. That's something I'd never heard of. And then uh, your Instagram handle as well. Yes, I'm on. Uh, I'm mainly on Instagram at Born Awake Oracle um, and spiritual teaching. Um, you can find me if you just type in Born Awake Oracle. And then I'm over on the Clapper app. Um, and that's the same Born Awake Oracle and spiritual teaching. Or just type in Born Awake Oracle. I don't have a website up yet or anything. So. I'm just a one-man show with my little phone. <laughs> yeah, it's how to do it, man. That's the best way to do it. Yeah, yeah. So, but you know, I mean, and if people have questions, I invite you. Come on over to. You can email me at bornawakeoracle at gmail.com. Type in a question. You can turn around and go over to Instagram and DM me a question, and I'll answer it. The only time I charge is if it's a reading. If, and that's, you know, that's, that's totally different. So, <laughs> or a case working a case, then that's totally different. So, but I, I invite I just followed people. you right now. Pardon me. I just followed you right now. I can't oh, I, right I can't on. To, uh, to hit you up with some even more questions after this. Yeah, no, go ahead. I mean, if you want a one-on-one -on -one video chat or something, that's, that's cool. Oh, I, okay. I see the thing is, is, a lot of people, I, I don't mean to take up any more of your time, but people need to understand. I went through a lot of this by myself. And like, I will reiterate, I didn't find anybody to acknowledge it or come upon this information for years. You know, I couldn't, I didn't have the money to pay out Buku bucks because they wanted $600 for an hour to tell me stuff, you know, and my guides are like, no, no, they're not going to tell you the truth. But here later on, 
what is it? That was 80, 1988. And I only knew about the grace and spaceships. I didn't know about reptilians, but all of a sudden, boom, here's a reptilian, the same thing that I saw my friend Carol and I saw in 1988, October of 1988. And boom, it's like, oh my gosh, see, you see what I'm saying? So I want to, I want to be there to help people. But I also uh, I want to invite people to be willing to help themselves too. I don't want to do the footwork for them. You know what I mean? It's yeah. a noble cause, and and we appreciate you for it. So yeah. thank you. I appreciate you guys too. And sorry we went all the way around and stuff. But, I mean, there's a lot to talk about. Well, yeah. I mean, honestly, sometimes there's just like one topic, and we have to find out ways to just beat the thing to death over a course of an hour. But here we could have gone for four or five hours. And still not uh, circled back on the same topic. So yeah. this was great. I love these. Yeah, you know, and a lot of people look at me like, you know, like I'm crazy. And the thing is, I have clients that say, first thing they're saying, you're going to think I'm crazy. And I'm like, nope, my guides are telling me <laughs> nothing is crazy. My guides will let me know when somebody's telling the truth and somebody's lying. You know? Yeah. And that's one thing that I was talking about with uh, unconstitutional waking. And I told him, I said, well, I don't know him very well. He seems like a, a decent guy. But I said, I've been put on the spot where they try to test me. You see what I'm saying? They try to test me and everything. When it becomes that, that's ego. And I won't play into that. I'll decline them and say, no, I'm sorry. You know? Yeah. So if people want to talk about it and everything and learn and grow, that's one thing. Or we have a common ground and stuff. That's another thing. But not when somebody turns around and wants to test somebody's abilities. I, I don't think that's right. If you want to test, if you want to see somebody in action Watch one of their lives or tune into one of their lives, you know, or watch a replay, replay in one of their lives and, and yeah. stuff. But you can tell when people are being genuine. You can tell when they're, you know, when they're not. So, but I appreciate you guys having me on and everything. I do. Again, yeah. Thank you so much. This was awesome. And uh, yeah, there's some awesome stuff in here. So. Right. On. If you guys ever have any more questions, let me know, guys. We absolutely will. All right. So, thank okay. you. Thank you, guys. Thanks. You bye have bye. a great night. Thank you so much. You too. Bye-bye.